Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. Before we get started with today's episode, we just like to give you the opportunity to partner with us. We like to continue to spread the word of God through these podcasts, through our YouTube videos, even through our Facebook live streams. You can partner with us and sow a seed into this ministry. You can do it by Cash App, that's dollar sign new A, Aliante, two A's. You can also do it by text. You can text New Antioch to 77977, or you can visit one of our websites for Central Campus, that's newantioch.org, or Aliante Campus, newantioch-aliante.org, and hit the donate button. And you can click the tab and we'll be taken safely and securely to where you can donate and sow a seed. So we look forward to you partnering with us and help us to continue to spread the word of God. Now on to our episode. Amen. He is the center of my joy. That's actually one of my favorite songs. Jesus is the center of my joy. He's just the center of everything. We're so glad to be here with you this afternoon. You guys are in the right place at the right time. Those of us that are, those of you that are listening by live stream, you came across the right time to hear a word from the Lord. And so we're going to Acts chapter 16, verse 6 through 10. I'm so glad to see you all. Hope y'all glad to see me. I love you, New Antioch. I do, I do. I do, I do. Acts chapter 16, starting at verse 6. It'll be there for you on the screen. Let's read together. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mycenae, you guys up with me? All right, I'm going to read. Oh. There you go. When they came to the border of Mycenae, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. John chapter 16, verse 13. Let's read together. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I say the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Our topic this afternoon is spirit-led leadership. Spirit-led leadership. New A. New A. New A. Let's do that again. New A. 
New A! New A! I feel like I'm leveling up. We are leveling up, yes, this year. Leveling up, why? Let me take you from the beginning. The vision that has been entrusted to New Antioch Christian Fellowship Incorporated is expanding the kingdom through campuses that serve the community. We have Central Campus. We have Aliante Campus where we are right now. You guys need to switch out my mic. And we have Sunrise Christian Fellowship who will be settled in the Sunrise. Um, each campus will have a worship facility and an Antioch Community Service Center. And then if whatever other buildings or programs that we need in those communities. The mission of each church will be to lead people to Christ's change and purpose. The mission of the community service centers will be to enhance, support, and contribute. We do all of this in a culture of kindness, of leadership, of prayer, and of giving. In other words, we love, we lead, we pray, we give. And so we have leveled up all of these areas almost this year, and this month starts a new series based on the culture of we lead. We lead. So this month, all month, we'll be talking about leveling up leadership. Level up leadership. Everybody say, we lead. We, lead. we don't lag behind. We lead. We don't wait to see what other people are going to do. We lead. We're not trying to fit in, blend in, or stay in. We lead. We don't just sit and get. We don't settle for average. We don't rest in mediocrity. Not around here we don't. We don't strive to be at the bottom of the top or at the top of the bottom. We don't want the participation ribbon. Uh, Pastor Sharonda, we want the trophy. We want the gold medal. We want the championship ring. When it comes to the things of God and the concerns of the kingdom of God, we lead. We are leaders. That is our culture. That is what we do. So here uh, is a definition that we use for leadership. Leadership is influence. Influence. Whoever has the most influence is the real leader. Not the one who has the title. Not the one who gets paid the most. Not even the one who does all the work. Whoever can influence people to do what they would not have done or to be what they would not have been is the true leader. If I can get you to wear that, if I can get you to say that, if I can get you to do that, to go there, to try that, to stop that, to finish that, to believe that, then I am a leader. I am an influence. If I am an influence, then I am a leader. Now, last week, we talked about confluence. It's good to me. Last week, we talked about confluence with flow. Leadership is influence. Inflow. The more, it, it, the, the inflow, influence, inflow is more than just matching my flow with you. Last week, we had a flow over here, we had a flow over here, then the Holy Spirit had its flow, and we matched the Holy Spirit flow. But influence, in 
flow is more than matching my flow with you. It's getting my flow in you. It's influence. It's in flow. Yes, God wants to get you into his flow. But today we're going to level that up by getting his flow in you. How does that work? When we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, he becomes a resident with the intent of becoming the president. He, he comes in, and lives inside you, but he didn't come to live inside you just to hang out with you. His intent in coming inside you as a resident is to eventually be the president. The Holy Spirit is God in us. The Father is God above us. Jesus was God with us. The Holy Spirit is God in us. We're learning how to do this is us. This is what we look like when we're together, Holy Spirit. This is us. So when you are filled with his Holy Spirit, the point is to now be led from the inside. How many of you have seen the movie Ghost? It's a classic. It's got my girl Whoopi Goldberg, Demi Moore, and Patrick Swayze. So Patrick Swayze plays this guy named Sam Weed. Sam Weed gets killed and his ghost is hanging around because he eventually got to save his girlfriend from the guy that killed him. So he rolls up on Oda Mae Brown. Whoopi Goldberg plays Oda Mae Brown. Oda Mae is a con artist, but she actually does have a gift, a psychic gift. So he finds out that Oda Mae can hear him. And Oda Mae find out that her mama's gift told her she had this gift. She always thought it was a con, and she found out this thing is real. So it starts out is that Sam Wheat begins to influence Oda Mae from the outside. And he's just talking to her. But at one point in the movie, he jumps on the inside of her. And now they see the same thing. They feel the same thing. Uh, he takes over her body and begins to live out his, his desire, his will in her body. Well, that's the exact same thing that we have with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit comes inside of us, and now he wants to use our body. Now you can see what he sees. You can feel what he feels. You can go where he goes. You can do what he does. The only difference is you are fully aware of it. You still have your own will. And so you can yield to it. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not interested in forcing you. If you don't move with him, he'll leave you alone. Oh, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. You ever been in a service where they fooled around and sung the wrong song? And the Holy Spirit didn't want that song. And all of a sudden, that, spirit, that, that service that was so beautiful in the moment just go cold. It's like, where? Did the Holy Spirit go? You ever had a preacher that preached beyond the Holy Spirit? Like the Holy Spirit stopped preaching at 1.30 and the preacher kept going on to 2.15? If you don't move with the Holy Spirit, he's, he's going to leave you alone. So he is nothing to be feared. He is not someone you have to fear. The Holy Spirit is not to be feared. He's to be enjoyed. You enjoy it. It just looks like something has took us over. That's just the way we respond to it. So when you see us, whew, yeah. <laughs> sometimes we just shake our head. Whew. It just looks like 
Something has jumped on us. That's what other people used to call it, catching the Holy Spirit. It, it doesn't look like something just got on you. It's not that at all. It's, it's just that it feels so good, you don't want to fight it. It, it, it's just that we like the way it feels and different people respond to it in different ways. And, and some of us are just, we, that's the same way you respond to a football game. Somebody out there with going to be out there with the Denver Broncos today. And when they do something uh, against the Raiders, they're going to be cheering. They're going to be jumping. They're going to be screaming. Some of them are going to be twisting around. That's just the way they respond. I don't know why it's got to be weird because we do it in the spirit. It's the exact same thing. Some of us are just a little more demonstrative. I'll run across the room when my team is winning, and I'm not even an emotional person. But when the Holy Spirit is on me, it's not that he's forcing me to do anything. I just love the way that he feels. It's like, y'all know how it is. You know what it's like to not want to do something. But it feels so good, you just don't stop. Don't be brand new up in here. Didn't want to do it. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be here. This ain't who I'm supposed to be with. But you just don't stop. You know what it's like to be so thirsty, you tell your kid, just give me a swallow of that. <laughs> but you were so thirsty and it felt so good going down your throat, you were drunk to pour baby's whole soda. <laughs> you knew you shouldn't do it, but it just felt so good you didn't stop. You know what it's like when you know you're already full? You full and your stomach about to burst. You so uncomfortable. You got to un undo everything. You, you just, but it's so good. You just keep on eating it. Well, it's the same with the Holy Spirit. We're not out of our mind. It just feels so good that we don't want to fight it. It's how it is. You feel that power and you feel that flow and you feel that urging and you feel that impulse. You feel that tug. And then the more you get to know him, the more you get to love Love him the more you get to honor him the more you let him lead you the more you just go where he goes and so the bottom line is this in order to level up your leadership you have to learn how to follow the leader in order to level up your leadership you have to follow the leader we played follow the leader when we was kids y'all play a game follow the leader is a children's game the players First, they choose a leader, and he gets to the head of the line, and all the remaining players, the followers, all line up behind the leader. This is really good stuff. The, the leader then moves around, and all the players have to mimic the leader's actions. Any player who fails to follow, who fails to mimic the leader, are out of the game. And then when the only one follower remains, then that player becomes the new leader, and then the game starts over again. Well, spirit-filled leadership is like the game of following the leader. He leads, and then you mimic him. You do what he does. You go where he goes, and you, and you, you feel what he feels. You do what the leader does, and if you keep not doing what the leader is doing, pretty soon you're going to find yourself out of the game. So it might sound kind of weird 
to be considered the leader when you're being led. Because I thought I'm the leader. So that sounds weird, to be considered the leader when you're being led. But that's exactly what God is asking us to do. He is calling for spirit-led leadership. The only way we're going to achieve what we are capable of, the only way we're going to do that so much that I was talking about last week, the only way that you're going to be as productive as you can, as effective as possible, as influential as we need to be to be impactful, the only way you're going to do that is if you level up to your spirit-led leadership. So we're going to do three areas today. The first one is spirit-led spirit leadership in the home. Spirit-led leadership in the home. Now, you may not see yourself as a church leader or as a kingdom leader, but you are a leader in your home. If you are a husband, you are a leader. If you are a parent, you are a leader. If you're the parent child, you are a leader. If you're the one with the most sense in your family, you are the leader. If you're the one who's closest to Jesus, you are the leader. If you have the most influence over everybody, you are the leader. If you're a single adult and don't have husband or kids, you are a leader. You're the leader of your own self. So you're a leader in the home, but are you being led by the spirit as you lead in your home? This is how it works. In John chapter 16, Jesus was talking to the disciples right before he's getting ready to be crucified. He's being the hype man for the Holy Spirit. He's saying, y'all got to get this Holy Spirit. I'm getting ready to get up out of here. I'm getting you ready to live on earth and complete the mission without me being here. I'm not going to be here in the flesh, but I'm coming back. I'm coming back in a different form. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. So when Jesus tells to them, then when he, the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth, that's one name for the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth, truth comes, he will guide you into all of the truth. He's not going to speak on his own. He's only going to speak what he hears from God. And he's going to tell you things that are to come. And he said, he says, it's from me. Because you guys now, you guys are attached to me. He's telling his disciples, y'all attached to me. You're going to be heartbroken because you think I'm gone. But let me tell you, when this Holy Spirit comes, it's me. It's from me that he'll receive and he's going to make it known to you. So how does this work? So you might have all kinds of ideas about your spouse. I know what's going on with my spouse. I know that man. I know that woman. You might have all kinds of ideas about your kids. I know my kids. My daughter didn't say that. I know my kids. Or, yeah, yeah, he did it. I know my kids. <laughs> you might have all kinds of things. You have, might have all kinds of knowledge. I know my finances. I know what I'm doing with, with my money. Or you might even have all kinds of ideas about your own self. But the Holy Spirit will tell you the truth. Not only about your spouse and your kid, he'll tell you the truth about you. You can't make good decisions when you don't really know the truth. You can't make good decisions 
when you don't know the truth. You need somebody in your life that's going to tell you the truth. And you might as well be the one who actually knows the truth. Because you are not going to be able to make right decisions for yourself or your family unless you know the truth. So a situation comes up in your home where your influence or your decision is needed and your mind tells you one thing. Or your common sense will tell you one thing. Or your experience tells you one thing. Or it's what mama and them taught you. It gives you a, a, it leads you to a conclusion or a plan of action. This is why mama and them did it. This is what my daddy said. This is my experience. And you, and you come to a plan of action and you know what you're going to do. And, and, and then you feel something in your spirit. You know something and you don't even know why you know. You feel a grieving. It, it's an uneasiness. And sometimes if it's the right thing, you, you'll feel the excitement or you'll feel this powerful confidence when the Spirit, that's when the Holy Spirit is leading you. He's guiding you into a truth that you may not have known. So the Holy Spirit is going to always move according to the will of God. And if it's moving according to the will of God, it's always going to be in your best interest. You might not even want to do it. You might not want to hear it. But the Holy Spirit is moving in the best interest of you and your family. Because you don't know the future until he tells you or unless he tells you. You don't know the future. You don't even know what's going to happen this afternoon. You don't even know if you're going to leave this place. You don't know the future. You need, he said, I'm going to give you something that's going to give you someone who's going to give you what's going to happen in the future. You don't know your spouse like he does. You don't know your kids like he does. You don't know your economic future like he does. You don't even know your health like he does. You don't know your mental health like he does. You don't know business, all your business people. You don't know business like he does. You don't know education like he does. So let him lead you so that you can lead them. Let me park here and, and, and ask you this. Have you ever asked the question, why didn't he tell me that? Like your spouse or your child or your mother tells you something from the Holy Spirit. And you said, they said, God said such and such. And you said, well, he didn't tell me that. Why didn't he tell me that? So I'm going to make a, goal state, a bold statement here. It may not be true all the time. I'm not saying it's true all the time. But I just want you to think about this. Let me start with the men of God. You're the head of their household. You're the leader. Men of God, if the Holy Spirit speaks to your wife more than he speaks to you, it could be that you're not really the leader. You got the position. You got the title. You wear the big draws. But if the Holy Spirit just keeps speaking to her and never speaks to you, are you really the leader? Women of God? If your child or someone outside your household, uh, the household you're supposed to be running and guiding, always has an answer from God that you didn't get, could it be it's because you're not the leader? 
Because if the Holy Spirit wants to get a message to your family that is imperative, wouldn't he go to the person that has the most influence? Wouldn't he go to the real leader? You level up your leadership. Now, God will use other people to confirm what he's saying, but he's sending this word to you today because he wants to be able to talk to you so that you can lead in your home, so that you can lead your family, so you can truly lead your children, so you can lead yourself. You have a hard time making yourself do what yourself supposed to do. You haven't influenced yourself. And there are too many crazy things going on in this world. Too many things out there that are out to destroy the family, that are out to destroy your family. Get this. The devil is trying to destroy your family. The devil is trying to destroy your family. It's too much crazy stuff out there trying to get at your family. And you can avoid so much trauma and drama if you would allow the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth and show you things that are right now and things that are to come are you a spirit led leader in your home does the spirit talk to you so that you can lead your family so level up to spirit led leadership in your home and there's spirit led leadership in the community and when I say community, I don't necessarily mean political activism or running for office and being a community leader, although it's, it means that as well. I mean, anything that's outside of your house in this church is community. Yeah. On your job, are you being spirit-led? If you own a business, is it spirit-led? If you're a supervisor or a manager or a department head or administrator or a school teacher, are you a spirit-led leader when you're out there in that community? Even as a coworker, you're to have influence with those above you, those who are parallel to you, and those who are under you. They call it a 360-degree leader, that you have influence of those who, who supervise you. You have influence with those who are at your same level. And then you have influence for and those that, that are working under you. You're a 360-degree leader. You're an influencer. If you're a Christian at work, you're a leader. Maybe that's a problem if you're a Christian at work. But if you're a Christian at work, you're a leader. You're an influencer. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit's guidance on your job? Has that even ever occurred to you at your school, in your career field, in your business? Are you in the position always to lead somebody to Christ, to lead somebody to change, to lead somebody to purpose? Are you making godly decisions at your job and in the community? Can they tell there's something about your wisdom and your decision making and your direction that's a level above everybody else? Yes, the Holy Spirit is right there in you to lead you into whatever you're doing out in that community. You should have dominion over your domain. All of us have a different domain. You're in the music domain. You're in the, the delivery domain. You're in the casino domain. 
You're in the hospital domain. You're in the education domain. Well, whatever domain you happen to be in, you're in mental health domain. You're, you're in the business world. You're in the corporate world. That's your domain. You, are, as a Christian, should have dominion in your domain. You're the leader. Can they tell there's something different about you? They should often ask your opinion. My bosses used to come and ask my opinion, ask me to go fix stuff. Because they knew there was something about a wisdom that I had that was above the rest. It was the Holy Spirit. So somebody said, why does God care about my job? Why does he care about what I do at work? Why would the Holy Spirit want to be involved in what's going on at my job? Is that even biblical? Yes, it is. David, being a warrior and a king was his job. And the Holy Spirit was all up in everything. He didn't even go, go beat people up without asking the Holy Spirit. That was on his job. Jehoshaphat was a king. That was his job. And he said, before I get this country into this mess over here, I need to know if there's a word from the Lord. Joseph was on his job. He was a slave in Potiphar's house. And the Holy Spirit got into what he was doing as a slave till he was running the whole house. And then they put him in prison. And then in the prison, he ran the prison through the Holy Spirit. That was his job. So then he ended up in the palace, which was his job. And the Holy Spirit helped him in the palace. Yes, God is interested in your job. Daniel, when he was being the best thing they had, the guy with the spirit of excellence was on his job and then there's Peter Andrew James and John God could have called them when they were in the city God could have called them and went up to the house and said follow me but where'd he go he went to their job and then he, he gave them a miracle on the job to take care of the family before he even said follow me all of those fish didn't have anything to do with them preaching the gospel but God was interested in their job so you want to be successful. You want your agency to be effective. You want your business to thrive. You want your students to achieve. You want your patients to get well. You want the community issues to be resolved. Then you need to get spirit-led at work. You need to be spirit-led in the communities because our communities need spirit-led leaders. Why? Because God still loves the world. He didn't just love the world when he gave his only begotten son. God still loves the world. He is compassionate. He wants to heal. He wants to alleviate suffering and he wants you to glorify him by your excellence by your impact so that people are drawn to the him that's in you and then they get saved for eternity the people that need to be saved are not the ones that up in here today with us I hope there's a few people in here that need to be saved but for the most part we're in here because we're believers we need somebody that's out there in their job where they don't believe in God to see him in you so level up your leadership to spirit-led leadership in the home, in the community, and then spirit-led leadership in the kingdom, in the kingdom. For that, we look at Acts chapter 16. Paul is on one of his missionary journeys, and the Bible says Paul's and his companions, they're traveling throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, and the Holy Spirit kept them from preaching in Asia. 
Now, you would think that as long as they were preaching the gospel, that God would be happy wherever they went. Just preach. But when we're doing kingdom work, kingdom leaders, listen to me. When we're doing kingdom work, it must be spirit-led. You are not in charge of the church. He is. You're not in charge of that ministry we gave you. He is. You don't get to choose what you're going to preach about. He does. That's the problem with some preachers. They preach what they want to preach about. But you don't get to choose what you preach about. He does. You don't decide who to lay hands on and who's going to get healed. He does. You are a kingdom leader. Yes, you do work on your leadership skills. You need to. Yes, you do sit down and plan it out. We're going to do that in a few weeks. We're going to plan out all next year. In a few weeks, we're going to sit down and we plan it out. And you do lead your team. Yes, but only after you have sat down with the Holy Spirit and got some direction from him. And you might be surprised when he says no to a good idea. Because it wasn't a God idea. So they come to the border of Mycenae and they tried to enter Bethania, Bethania and the spirit, spirit of Jesus. First he calls him the Holy Spirit. Now the spirit of Jesus would not let them go. They wouldn't let them get a direction. They tried to go and the Holy Spirit said no. The reason some of the things you're trying to do for God has no success might be, might be because you're trying to go somewhere that you have not been sent. Maybe you're trying to go somewhere where you have not been sent. Keith, maybe they weren't sent to the praise team or the band. Mariah's, maybe they weren't sent to the youth ministry. Let me, perhaps they were not sent to the children's ministry. Minister Ross, maybe they weren't sent to be a servant leader. They tried to go, and the Holy Spirit said no. Because they went where they had not been sent. So they passed through uh, Mycenae. I don't know why they just didn't sit down somewhere, but they passed, so they passed through Mycenae. They went down to Troas, and then finally during the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia. He's saying, begging them, come over to Macedonia and help us. And the Bible says, after Paul saw the vision, he said, we got ready at once. So Luke is talking. Luke is with them now. He said, all of us got ready. We went to Macedonia because we had concluded that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Yeah, duh. You think? The Spirit stopped you from going all of these places because he already had a place for you to go. They went, but now they have been sent. There's a big difference between those who went and those who were sent. It's a big difference between folk that just went and folk that have been sent. So where have you been sent? 
where have you been sent? Where have you been assigned in the kingdom? You are a kingdom leader, but is your leadership spirit led? Or are you moving from your own opinion? Because we're pretty smart. And we think we know stuff. Are you moving from your own opinion? Are you walking in the counsel of the ungodly? You, you shifting stuff around because of, you've been talking to people. Or are you too influenced by what you see? Because some of this stuff that God is telling New Antioch to do, we can't see. We don't have the money to build a church. We don't have enough staff to run three churches. I mean, staff that's really, really going to do some work. We, we talk about, Lord, expand, expand, increase, increase. Y'all going to do extra stuff? Y'all want another hundred people in here, but are you going to help a sister out? I'm just saying. So we get influenced by what we see. If you look at the numbers, the numbers don't look right. Are you too influenced by what you see? Will you lead toward the vision that God has given you, whether you see it or not? Whether it makes sense to you or not? Because God's going to tell you to do some stuff that don't make no sense. Are you a carnal leader or a spirit-led leader? Because a carnal leader is situation control. You're just looking at what it looks like and trying to shoot your best shot with what it looks like. Or are you a spirit-led leader? Do you lead by sight or do you lead by faith? Can God call an audible? And you follow it without question. Let me help y'all non-football folk out. An audible is when they have a play that's set and the quarterback gets down and he looks at what the enemy is doing. He looks at what the defense is setting up and he realizes at that point that what that, that, that play is not going to work with what they're doing. They, they, he has the option to call what they call an audible. An audible means I'm going to call this right here, right now. So anytime you see the game and he's down like that, and then he looks back up and you see him say something this way, and then you see him say something that way, he's calling an audible. In other words, we're getting ready to change this thing up right now. Can God call an audible? Like you said, we was going to do it this way. We were supposed to sing that, and you were supposed to do that. And this one time, and can God just say, you know what? Today we're going to do something different. I need you to go this direction. I need you to go that. I need you to say this. I need you to say that. Can God call an audible at any time, and you just follow him without having, uh, without any question, without wondering, well, why are we doing that? Well, we said we was going to do this, and I thought last week, and then the pastor said that. And then, can God call an audible on you? Are you a rigid leader? Can you be led? Or do you just go by the program and stick to the plan and stick and that's all we're going to do? Because that's the way we do it. 
This way my family has already done, has already done it. Can he call an audible? Are you spirit led? Are you a rigid leader? Have you heard from God or do you just come up with some good ideas? Because for what we have to do, God is sending this word for us to level up our dependence on the Holy Spirit. That's what this whole section is about. God wants us individually and as a church to level up our dependence on the Holy Spirit. That's so much that I was talking about last week. Together we can do so much. That so much is too much for us. It's too much going on. It's too many moving parts. It's too complicated. It costs way too much money. The weapons that formed against us are too overwhelming unless we are spirit filled and spirit led. So for your family, for your community, for the kingdom, I'm begging you all to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Learn when and how he speaks to you. Be a leader who is led. So level up your leadership in your home. Level up your leadership in the community, on your job. And level up your, your leadership in the kingdom of God. Our prayer today is, Spirit, lead me. Spirit, lead me. Y'all say that with me. Say, Spirit. Lead me. Spirit, lead me. Say 
will call me. If he calls an audible, if he calls an audible, if he switches something up on you, can you go? You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Some of you, God is calling you somewhere. You're being led and you've been fighting him because you don't want to go. Some of you are fighting him because you don't want to stop. You're going in a direction and he's saying no. And you're being stubborn with him. And God sent this word to you to say, I'm getting ready to ask you to do something that is unconventional, that is different than what you thought, different than who you thought you were. Can I call an audible? Can I switch this thing up on you? Are you led? You struggling with those kids? Have you asked me what's happening and what you should do with that boy? What you should do with that girl? What you should do with that grown one? Them grandkids. Spirit-led. Men of God, are you really leading your family? Or are you doing it like your daddy did? Or are you doing it like your mama did? Are you doing it like they did in your hood? Or have you been humble enough before God and say, God, help me lead this family. Show me who they are. But in order to be filled with the Spirit, you must first accept Jesus Christ. He said that unbelievers, people that don't belong to him, can't receive the Holy Spirit. And so let's start right there. If you're here today or if you're by live stream and you want to accept Jesus into your heart and give him permission to change your life, then you'll be a candidate to be Spirit-led. But you have to accept Jesus first. You have to decide that you're ready to live for God. You need to make a decision. You may have made a decision years ago, but you haven't been walking with him. You haven't been spirit led. You've been led by that other crazy person that you call you. That got you doing stuff you, you that, that is not getting you anywhere. Or maybe it's getting you where you think you want to go, but it's not the life God has for you. You need to now rededicate your life to God. God, I want you in my life. If that's you today, pray this prayer with me. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, lead me. Come into my heart. Save me. I'm sorry for everything I've done wrong. I believe in you. Come into my heart. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you believed that, if you believed that in your heart, if you meant that in your heart, you have been born again. You are saved. Jesus is in your heart right now. And now you are, you are a candidate to be filled up with this Holy Spirit, so filled with him that you're led. If you prayed that prayer today, and even if it was the first time where it was a rededication today, you don't have to come up here. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Anybody today that prayed that prayer either for the first time or you rededicated your life today, anybody? Amen. I don't see any hands. Raise them high. I don't wonder. We do have where? Amen. 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 They're coming to you to get some information and 
to connect you. We are so ready. If it's a rededication, we know that your next move is to really be committed. And there's a book that I want you to have. If you want that book, it tells you all about salvation. It tells you how to pray and about, but it's just a really good book to have if you're early in your walk with God, if you need to rededicate your life to God. And we would love to be your church family. We really would. This is a good place for a miracle. It's a good place to change a life. It's a good place to find your purpose right here in New Antioch. And so you can uh, talk to that person that's coming to you, or you can go right after service. There's a, there's a table out there, and they can, uh, they'll get you hooked up so that you can be part of our church. You need a church home. You need to be where God, come on, he's calling the audible right now. He said, join church. So he tells somebody, he said, I know you heard it. I know you heard it. He said, join this church. Now you going to fight it or you going to obey? That's it. But we do want uh, to pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit like we did last week. And I saw some, something today. I'm going to ask uh, uh, Marias Jr. and uh, Janan and Jaden. God talked to me about y'all today. Come up here. He said, you guys' heart is open Thank you, God. and ready to receive the Holy Spirit. Have y'all ever, uh, we do believe here that one of the signs of the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. It's not the only sign, but it's one that we can definitely point to. Uh, but it's also gifts of the Spirit. There's also fruit of the Spirit. But have you all ever... Uh, receive the Holy Spirit spoken tongues before? No? Yes? You're going to get that God wants to refill, touch you, fill you up today. And Pastor Rhonda, when I said your hands today, I, I believe it's going to come. At, at, when, we, when we grew up, we had to do stuff like stand on the altar and we had to clap our hands and say Jesus real fast. It worked. It did. <laughs> or, you know, when going on fast. But here in New Antioch, the word most of the people here get it because we lay on the hands. The apostles would just lay hands on people. They receive the Holy Spirit. And I believe God wants to do that for you today. He pointed you guys out to me this morning. You were in, in the prayer with us this morning. God said he's ready to do something. I believe that he's doing something revival-wise with the young people here yeah. at Aliante. And you guys are going to be in on that. And so, uh, Pastor Sharonda, the, again... It's hard to explain, and I'm just asking the Holy Spirit, show me better ways to explain how to receive the Holy Spirit. Because some of you are just aren't really filled with the Holy Spirit, and you think you are. But the evidence of it will show. But young people, so what I want you to do is the Holy Spirit is a gift. We got the gift of the Holy Spirit. He gives it to you. All you have to do is receive it. You receive it by faith, by believing um, but the old people used to tell us he comes into what they say a glad heart. In other words, just give God some praise. So instead of just waiting for something to hit you, just thank, begin to thank God for you. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for filling me. I want you to, to thank him before we lay hands on you. And so I'm going to declare it. You all lift your hands to the Lord. You can tell him, fill me up right now. I do want this. God, I do want to be who you want me to do. So in the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit.
in here and say, I want the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to lay hands on you. And then whatever he does, you may cry. You may speak in tongues. You may just feel a chill. That's all I felt the first time. But if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you know you need a spirit-led leadership in your home, on your job, in the community, in the kingdom. Come on. All we're going to do is lay hands on you and it's up to the Holy Spirit. Anyone that wants to be filled or wants to be refilled, you need a freshness of the Holy Spirit. Come on and meet me on this altar. Come on and lay hands on you.
lugar Fill me up God All over the room Just lift those hands and say Fill me up God Fill me up God You know you need a refreshing You need God to do it for you One more time tell him
God is good. The Holy Spirit is in this place. You may be hearing all the day and you don't understand all of this, but I guarantee you it's real. As you can see, it's real. And you don't have to understand it right now, but say, but at least be curious about it. Don't run from it. And say, God, I know your spirit is real. It deals differently with different people. And so as you see somebody say, I don't want to do that, you may not do that. But I tell you, this thing feels so good. I used to be very, very low-key. But the more I fell in love with him, the more I decided to quit acting so controlled. And I let him have control. And I love it now. And I am highly intelligent and very well educated. I'm not brainwashed. I believe in this thing because it's just real. It's just real. So fill me up, God. We thank God for his move today. Fill me up, God. Sometimes it takes a little more time for God to do what he wants to do. God, yeah. I want you to let that go with you. <laughs> Feel me of God. When you're driving to work in the morning, I want that all in your spirit. Feel me of God. When you're cooking your dinner tonight, I want it to well up in you. Feel me of God. In the midnight hour, fill me up, God. First thing Monday morning, fill me up, God. When your kids getting on your nerves, when your spouse done made you mad, fill me up, God. When you feel dry, tell him, fill me up, God. about is refills are free <laughs> we're at a fountain where refills are free you need to do it often what you need to do is come more often and stay longer in the presence of the Lord and you'll continue she alright leave her alone she alright let God finish what he's doing Hallelujah. I know you've been thirsty, Pastor Sherrod. He's filling you up. Just drink a little more. Drink a little more. Drink a little more. I'll wait for you. Drink a little more. Drink a little more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Till I overflow. Till I overflow.
there is liberty so when people are feeling the spirit he's setting them free from things he's changing things he's healing things and sometimes the reason you have been dealing with stuff for so long is because you don't let the Lord really have his way but when you really let God have his way and you stop fighting him he'll begin to heal that little girl in you he'll begin to heal that young boy in you he'll begin to heal you from the hurts he'll heal you from the divorce he'll heal you from the abuse he'll heal you blessing in this atmosphere for you you need to be filled back up for what you've been fighting you need strength for what you've been fighting lift those hands up and let him just just drink it in drink it in drink it in Corey there's a change in here for you Corey but you gotta want this thing touch him now God Glory to God. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. assignment this week I want you to be more spirit led once a day I want you to just do something the Holy Spirit told you to do can y'all be obedient once a day for the next seven days it might be don't say that it might be go there it might be go in prayer it might be listen to this it might be pray for somebody it might be don't say that to your husband I don't know what it's going to be but whatever Listen for the Holy Spirit this week and at least once a day. Now, just hear what he's saying and once a day for the next seven days. Do something that the Holy Spirit told you to do. Let's practice. Let's practice doing this until it becomes our lifestyle. Amen. And it is our prayer week. This is a wonderful time to lock in we're going to do the Daniel's fast like we, we do we probably switch up fast later but we'll do the Daniel's fast Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday that's uh, fruits, vegetables and whole grains for three days and every day I want you to hear that song that they were singing about fill me up God. just feel, take a week to fill up some of you are so empty it's been a long time since you felt the Spirit of God. You need a refreshing. You need to be able to breathe. And the Holy Spirit is breath. 
So we'll be here Tuesday night from 6 to 7.15. Come whenever you can. We will be on Facebook Live as well with Prayer Week this week. Pastor Sharonda's on this week. And Dr. O is on this week. All right. And they're going to talk about our prayer giants. Uh, and we are going to be in prayer. And we're really praying for God to give us what we had today. We need more of us, what God did today. So that is prayer week this week, Tuesday night here, Wednesday and Thursday night are at our uh, central campus and it will be on Facebook Live. Also on Saturday, those of you that are new to the ministry, you are in the ministry or you've been here for a while and you know God is leading you into leadership. We are having, and those that listen to you, anybody could come. The Kingdom Academy is doing an expedited course on Saturday from 1 to 6 over at the main campus. Um, we're doing introduction to ministry. It tells you not only how the, the basics of ministry, but what, how we do ministry here in New Antioch. Those of you who, who have come, many of you have come, they have a lot of Christian, um, they have a lot of church experience and ministry experience, um, but this will give you how we do things here. Um, and actually after this class, if you're one that... Um, uh, to work the altar, uh, we, have, we have to have a training before uh, you can even come to, to pray for folks. Y'all know we just got to protect people, right? Um, and so that's going to be uh, this Saturday from 1 to 6. In other words, you get the six-week course in one day. So it's an expedited course. We just want to make this as easy as possible. So we're encouraging all of you who have not taken introduction to ministry to sign up. You can actually see Pastor Darian today and give him your name. But starting in the morning, you can go to the-kingdom-academy.org and sign up. If you want credit for the class, and hopefully you do, want credit for the class that goes toward graduating from the Kingdom Academy, it's $60. But again, it's the same class, basically the same class that you would get over the six-week period. Uh, so we do need you to register. But if you, you just can't do that, just let us know. Uh, but you can audit the class, but you do. We would like you to get credit for it. And then in two weeks, we're going to do another class expedited. It's called Ethics ministry ethics. That's how do I treat people? How do I interact with people so that I don't mess people up? Uh, anybody that's in the profession knows you have professional ethics. That these are so these things you can do with people. These are things you don't do with people. And I do a, a part where it shows you the kind of people that will get you in trouble. And if we can demonstrate that we have trained all of our staff uh, then if something does come up, it, we're not liable in the same sense because we did train you how to do that. If you are working with youth or children and you have not taken ethics, you need to take it. That's October 22nd, same time, 1 to 6, and you'll do our, our ethics class. Uh, but any of you that are working with people in the ministry need to take ethics. It's a requirement to work here at the church at New Antioch. Amen. Um, if you had, had, did not have the opportunity to give, you can give on the way out. You, you can give by credit card on the way out. If you need an offering envelope, uh, you can raise your hand. They'll bring you one. If you didn't have an opportunity to give, of course, you can go online and give. So we don't want to miss anybody. Uh, we took the offering early. Uh, and so we do want you to take advantage of your ability to give. I'm telling you, giving is a wonderful thing. 
It, it is. I told God I had a financial need, and he, in two months, he, he fulfilled that complete need over and above what I needed. Just unexpected money came from everywhere because I asked him for it, but because I'm a giver, he's not going to let me beat him giving. And so we do want to give you the opportunity. You can do that uh, at the end. I'm going to go ahead and have a pastor uh, come up and do the other announcements, the fall uh, festival, and the other announcements that you have for them. Let's say amen for Pastor Sharonda. Amen, amen. Let's thank God for Dr. Parson on this afternoon. Y'all, that's our pastor. We got the best pastor on the West Coast. I don't care what nobody say. We have the best pastor. I just want to piggyback off something that she said about the ethics class that's going to be coming up this month. I took the ethics class first when we were over on the main campus. I was not trying to be a leader in the church or involved in ministry whatsoever. I took it because I was a leader on my job. Can I tell you all that the ethics class has been in every area of my life? Don't think it only good for ministry. I'm talking about she has a whole area on red flags. Y'all, we need to know it. We wouldn't even fall into some of the things in our personal relationships, in romantic relationships, if we knew what the red flags were, and then we adhere to the red flags. And so if you can make it to that ethics class, I promise you have not had an ethics class like the one that they give over here at New Antioch. And so just, just make it to that. Um, and so, again, we are um, preparing for our Fall Fest. We do it on October 31st. We need you. This is a church-wide event. We invite the community out. We have rides. We have games. And I don't know, Pastor Rodney was talking about some pets or something. I, you know, I don't get into the petting zoo. Um, but we need you. And so we need you to sign up out front at the table to be a volunteer. Pick an area and work in that area. We need your candy, y'all. We want to, I know the parents don't want to, but we load the kids up with candy so they don't have to go out door to door and, and saying that we in church and now we don't get to have no fun. No, they're going to have everything that they need right here in a safe space. Start bringing the candy in. Bring your candy in and drop it over here on the altar because every kid that takes a piece of candy home from here is going to be blessed. You taking a little bit of Jesus with you. And so we're going to start a pile of candy over here in the corner. We ain't, we're not going to get in the band's way, but we're going to start us a pile. and We're going to pray over that candy, every piece that leads from over here. And so thank you for that. Um, you all still look forward to the prayer conference that is coming up. New Antioch is and partnering with me, and we're doing a prayer conference. I'm telling you what, you don't want to miss this. Lead your life and learn how to pray. Lead your life and learn how to fight in prayer. Lead your life and be at this Believers Prayer Conference. The information is right there. It's bpconference.org. Go on there and take a look. Dr. Parson is teaching. Pastor Anton is Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, praise hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.